Joey and Kieran are late to the game. Hey there, Kieran. Hey, Joey, and welcome, one and all, to Late to the Game. It's a video game podcast hosted by myself, Kieran, and... And me, Joey. And that's, I guess we, I guess we, yeah, um, this is a show about <laughs> video games, and it's a show uh, specifically, well... It usually is a show about uh, video games that we missed out on the first time around and that we're rediscovering, uh, rediscovering old old loves or old hatreds, old frustrations, um, mm-hmm. old anything. But uh, that's not what we're going to talk about today, is it, Joey? Nope. <laughs> no, sorry. Because uh, uh, you and I like a little company called Nintendo. Um, I've heard of them. They make yeah. Hanafuda cards, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Guys, Mario Odyssey is out. <laughs> Super Mario Odyssey came out... Um, it's a it's a it's something mm-hmm. i don't want to uh play my hanafuda hand too soon but um oh real quick before we get into it uh i think on our last episode we probably mentioned something about playing spooky games for halloween and we oops didn't, we didn't get to that <laughs> <laughs> these episodes are coming out later anyway so it's it's gonna be yeah well we can still play spooky games anytime there's yeah, never but... there's never a bad time for scary games in keeping with the spirit of light to the game, let's play That's, spooky games course, just whenever this we is have time. So on brand for us. Yes. <laughs> See it. Uh, it's cool if we procrastinate or forget. We built that into the show because we knew that that's in- intrinsic to both of our personalities. Um, mm-hmm. I knew I don't care about this. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is fun. Anyway, uh, yeah. So Super Mario Odyssey for the nintendo switch Mm -hmm. uh just came out october 27th uh 3d platformer uh open world style somewhat uh reminiscent of uh mario 64 and uh, super mario sunshine um kieran what are your thoughts Uh, well first like it's so surreal okay like people have been saying this before but it's like this is like a, a bad year for for humanity in a lot of ways yep. uh but it's been like this so crazy good year for for games yeah and and um like before like maybe two years ago or so like my my fondest hopes for both mario and zelda like from zelda i wanted like a quiet uh like story light um zelda game focused more on exploration and less on like uh, like linear narrative threads and from mario i wanted um like from the mario franchise i wanted like a a 64 style game with with uh big uh levels that you can uh, explore at your own pace and just find little goals to achieve and like i didn't really expect like that was always like my my dream was like oh wouldn't it be cool if nintendo did something like that and they've done both of those things and oh it's, yeah and it's it's surreal like i don't it does it feels it feels unreal in a way because like what do you do when <laughs> this is a stu- this is a stupid example this is a bad example if i could think of any better example i would go did you ever on see, did, you, did you ever see the dark knight <laughs> yes and there's that one part where the joker's like i'm a dog chasing cars i wouldn't know what to do with one if i got it yeah that's i i feel some sort of way like that where it's like i i have just like gotten this thing that i never actually expected to get and so now it's like it's almost like should i be happy should i be excited like 
I'm, I'm, I'm too like, I keep like looking around, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like I found a million dollars on the ground and it's like, somebody must own this million dollars. I just <laughs> like, I keep glancing nervously from side to side. Um, that's a convoluted way of saying how I feel. I, I enjoy Super Mario Odyssey, Joey. And I also, I also feel, I also feel some different things about it, but maybe before I get into that, I'll ask, I'll just ask you, what do you think of Super Mario Odyssey? <laughs> sure. Um, Let's also just throw out here. Um, I I don't know how far you are. Sorry, eh, I don't know how far you are in the game. Mm. Um, if we do jump into anything even kind of spoilery, then we'll we'll warn you. Uh, well I think ahead of maybe time. we should just put a blanket like statement on this podcast as we're going to talk about where we are in Super Mario Odyssey, and that will include some things that you might want to discover for yourself if you haven't yet played it. Yeah. So I think I okay. think just like blanket over the whole episode. There's going to be what one might consider spoilers for Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah, if you if you haven't gone ahead and beaten the game, then I would suggest maybe coming back and checking out this episode after you have, because, again, it's like, a lot of people are like, how the fuck do you spoil Mario? You jump the end? <laughs> Jesus. And it's like, yeah, but there's, like, the whole theme of the game, as outlined by the director, is surprise. Mm-hmm. And, in my opinion, they nail it, and I would hate to, like, take away from that um yes. by like letting you know it, it'd be the same as just knowing all the presents you're going to get for your birthday you still get to you know enjoy them but it's yeah. like some element of excitement is gone so uh yep anyway uh how do i feel about the game for starters i have beaten it um oh okay so i'll, I'll tell you i i'm i have like 120 moons right now so i have um where am i i i uh i did the boss battle in the cloud kingdom and i went to new donk city and I went to like the two levels that are after New Donk City, but I'm no further than that. So that's okay. If you can, if you can avoid talking about stuff after that point, that would be great. Oh sure, yeah. Um, I like. I might unless unless it's something you don't want to hear. I might make like brief allusions to post game structure. Uh, Would you okay. prefer I that's, don't? Uh, I don't know. Do you think it's? Are you opening my birthday presents by doing that? <laughs> I don't think I, so. I don't want you to open my birthday presents, but <laughs> anything <laughs> anything uh, up to that point is fine with me. Sure. Okay. Um, oh, big ol' yawn. That's what you want to hear, right? <sighs> Sorry. Um, okay, so Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, I think it's very good. Mm. I really, really like it. I think it's in the same caliber of game as Breath of the Wild is, which means I feel like game of the year is essentially like an arm wrestling match between those two um and again like this has been a great year for video games uh like cuphead was phenomenal there uh like people really liked persona 5 and uh people liked neo people liked uh near automata um there's a whole bunch of people really enjoyed this year um but uh as far as mario odyssey goes it's it actually reminds me more of Banjo-Kazooie than uh, even Banjo-Tooie. Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like this is the most... Like, this game reminds me more of Banjo-Kazooie than any other game since then. And it reminds me more of Banjo-Kazooie than it does of Super Mario 64. And, yeah, yeah, I uh, feel that way too. Some of those reasons are structural in that, uh, like, uh, every time you go to a kingdom, which is the equivalent of, like, a painting in Super Mario 64... Um, there are, uh, just a butt ton of moons all over the place. 
and uh, moons are this game's collectible and or like primary collectible like stars or uh, shines and you're just running around you're grabbing all those but whenever you get one you don't get booted to the beginning of the level you just keep going mm-hmm. and uh, it's the combination of that and uh, the fact that every world has a hundred purple coins mm-hmm. um, and uh, those are currency that you use um, at uh, the shop there's normal coins that you use as currency and then there's purple coins that uh, are exclusive to each world that you use to buy costumes and things and um uh like that's all really fun but just the act of collecting them they're cleverly hidden and just knowing how many there are uh and running around and collecting them is something i find really satisfying i mm. uh i'm tired of the term collectathon being a dirty thing <laughs> um, <laughs> i, I feel like collect. people have collections people collect stamps <laughs> collecting yeah. is fun <laughs> As someone with a collection of video game collectathons, um, <laughs> uh, this is my collectathon collection. Yeah, uh, no, but uh, yeah, like I feel like there's stuff like Donkey Kong sixty four that obviously took it way too far, um, where it's like there were like bananas and whatever else like uh, collectibles that were color coded to different characters, where you had to just come back as a different character and stuff. Right. But Mario Odyssey does it all really elegantly, um, and. Uh, the movement, like just the control and the movement and stuff in Mario Odyssey is probably the most fun it's ever felt to move in a video game <laughs> for me. <laughs> wow. Um, like it, it's just enjoyable just running around, just interacting with the world is an absolute joy. <laughs> um, I, I have a lot of praise for the game and I do have a couple of complaints. Um, I think... I guess I'll just get into a complaint or two real quick and then I'll just kind of jump back to you. Um, But uh, one one general complaint I have is that I believe there are 883 moons in the game. Is your complaint that it's not a a round number? No, although that would be valid. (laughs) Um, uh, My complaint is that there are 883 moons in the game and there are probably... I'd say six or even 700 that are interesting to find. Um, yeah. There, there's like, I feel like Nintendo games have a weird habit sometimes of uh, having a lot of filler in a very, like in a game that's already very long. Like mm-hmm. if you want to hundred percent this game, it's probably going to take you well over 50 hours. Right. And, like this is a platformer. That's fucking insane. You know um, what? It, you know what it feels like. It feels like they um they ordered moons from the like the moon surplus store, but they ordered too many by accident. And so rather than like get rid of them, they were like, oh, let's just toss them in. It's it'll be that, that people like collecting moons, right? Like just toss a few more in. Because like yeah, there's some where it's just like there's just like a glowy spot on the ground two feet from where the level starts, and you're like, oh, it's that, and you ground pound it, and you get a moon. It's like oh. <laughs> okay <laughs> i mean yeah. i'll take it i'm not i'm not angry about finding this moon but also like was this a compelling collection <laughs> like did you like who on the team felt strongly about that moon being there it's like no we gotta put one two feet from where you start the level yeah it's make uh, it trivial to get make it two feet from the start of the level <laughs> uh, again it, it, it gets a little doofy sometimes like a lot of them are hidden behind um like little segmented off uh, puzzle or platform areas and those are great mm-hmm. and i understand that you can't have 
you know, like eight or 900 little platforming segments. That'd be insane. Yeah. Um, and uh, like a lot of them are just like hit, like uh, cleverly hidden somewhere else. And that's also really cool. The ones that I have uh, that I, I guess take some issue with are um, ones that repeat across uh, kingdoms that also just aren't fun. The biggest offender that I can think of um, are that there are some where you're running around a level and you find a tiny seed and it's like, okay, you see the seed. So you know that there is a pot of dirt somewhere in this massive level. Go find the pot of dirt and drop the seed in the pot of dirt. And then a plant will come out. Now these plants take real time to bloom. Like, so you have to just kind of go do something else, whatever. Then you come back and Hey, the plant is bigger now. And then you jump on it and you get a moon. And it's like some levels have like four or five, six of these pots of dirt and seeds and it's like the seeds will be usually hidden in some kind of clever way. And it's like, just put the moon here. Like there's <laughs> there's nothing compelling about running this back halfway across this big level and, uh, you know, like just waiting. Because it'd be one thing if it was like, hey, you know what? Um, when you're holding the seed, you actually can't use Cappy. Uh, and then it's like. If you had to make your way past this, uh, like, platforming gauntlet, but you didn't have this crutch that you were used to dealing with, like, if they made that an interesting segment, that'd be one thing. But mm-hmm. it it just kind of feels like it's wasting your time. And, um, I, I want to, I'm going to push back again. I, I disagree with you, but I'm going to, uh, because I, I kind of have, like, a thing that I want to say. So, uh, absolutely. Yeah, so when you when you are comfortable throwing it back to me, I want to I wanna get into it, because I actually... I actually really like the scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here, let's let's throw it back. Uh, okay, okay. So, yeah. um, so like my first, I, I I've pl- I've played the game for maybe like between five and ten hours now. Uh, not like a huge amount of time. Um, but the the first thing that was striking me, like as I was getting into it, was this weird. Um, so like I've played a lot of Super Mario sixty four. I think I've gone on some sort of record as having said that that's my favorite game. Yeah. And if I could only play one game for the rest of my life, it would be Super Mario 64. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I played a lot of Sunshine as well. Um, and so, okay, so I'm playing, I'm playing Odyssey. And the first thing that's striking me as I'm like running through these environments is this weird sense of like uncertainty because like, okay, I'm, I'm in, uh, I'm in the sand kingdom. Right. And it's like, I don't know what's over that hill because I've never been there before because this is the first time that I'm going to the Sand Kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. And it's this weird feeling because when I... Like, I have spent so much time in Super Mario 64, for example. Like, if I jump into, like, a Bob on Battlefield, it's like, I know... I am intimately familiar with this landscape. Like, there, there is no... I could probably, like, draw a map of um, Shifting Sandland for you just from memory right now. And it, I mean, it wouldn't be perfect, obviously, but you like you could navigate by that map if you were like a stranger to shift. If you got lost in shifting sand land, <laughs> you could use the map that I would draw for you just from memory right now. And you could, you could find your way out of the desert um, because those, those levels are so familiar to me. And there's this like comforting sense of like, I know just about everything about this level. Like I, I can, it's it's like a and it's like being home. Like if I go when I go to one of those levels, it's like coming to like an old house that I that I used to live in. Sure. And so that was like the first sense of like I didn't like it whenever I like came to the Sand Kingdom. I was like, what? 
oh, what is this place? I d- I'm not familiar <laughs> here. I'm not, I don't feel welcome here because I don't feel, I don't feel comfortable here. And so that was like, that was a thing, that was a feeling that I had was like, um, a, like a non-trivial part of my love for Mario 64 is how familiar those spaces were to me. And being in unfamiliar spaces, um, like it changes the, changes the way I feel. And I must have, I must have at some point felt unfamiliar in Bob on Battlefield in Mario 64 or unfamiliar in Delfino Plaza in Sunshine. But like that time is so far removed from me now that it's like it's hard to even like think in those terms. Sure. Um, so that's that's like something I'm. And by the way, I don't have like a big um, thesis about this. These are just like some feelings that I'm having about it. Um, yeah, of course. <laughs> so I also uh, I also want to get into like uh, the the um, the way that sixty four and sunshine are structured is there are. A relatively a comparatively small number of like prizes to win like stars or shines uh, and when you collect one you go wahoo and it says shine get and then you get um booted back out of the level to the hub world where you can either jump back into the level and try a new goal or you can like go to a different level or something and i think a lot of people were frustrated by that because at some point you just want to like keep going you want your momentum to continue right like it is a weird arresting of momentum to like get us a, a star in 64 and then go all the way back out. And then it's like sh- tallies up your coins that you collected. And it's like, you got a new high score. Or do you want to save? And then it's like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yes. I just want to get back into it. Yeah. Um, and so before the game came out, before Ozzy came out, when they were like, look, when you get a moon, you just keep going. You're right back there. You never stop. I was like, that's brilliant. That's really smart. <laughs> well, maybe not brilliant, but like that's a, <laughs> that's a smart way to keep people like, of course you'd want to keep your momentum going. You just want to keep, you just want to keep moving, right? I want to talk for a moment about the, like... I want to talk in defense of getting booted out of the level. Okay. <laughs> um, because <laughs> there is something... Whenever I play Odyssey, I'll usually get, like, 10, 15, 20 moons at a time. I'll usually, like... Usually, I... Because I, the way that the game loop in Odyssey works is you get to a level... Cappy's like, hey, we got to get about 15 more moons before we can get to the next area. So just kind of explore and find 15 moons and come back here. And usually there's a major goal that ends in a boss battle somewhere in the level. So usually I will, at my own pace, uh, wander around the level, like do a lap of the level, see what there is to see, collecting any moons that I find along the way. And then once I'm satisfied with that, I'll go up and do like the main goal that they've set out for me. And nine times out of 10, that's enough to get me the necessary moons to go to the next level. And the way I've been playing it so far is I, I do that. I do the, the big objective. I get the necessary moons. And then I just go to the next level. Um, but I do it all in one go. And I'm comparing it to, like, like uh, what's a good example? Like, whenever you go to Bianco Hills in Super Mario Sunshine... Every time you enter the level, which you have to do at least eight times for the eight stars that are there, right? Mm-hmm. You start in that little pathway, and you have to... Um, there's the sprinklers that uh, make the, the slope wet, so you can jump on your belly and you can slide. And then you... There's that little river, and then you're in that little, you know, the windmill town. Um, and, like, I want to say that, like, being forced to navigate that space, like, eight times like walking through this familiar environment and like having to walk through the familiar environment over and over again, it 
for me anyway, it gives me like a sense of comfort, a sense of familiarity where it's like, I am getting to know this space in a way that I am not getting to know the spaces in Odyssey as much because I'm doing everything all at once because I'm just, I keep going from A to B to C to D as opposed to like A to B, then A to C, then A to D. Like, I think about the walk that I took to school in high school or even college. Like I woke up every morning. I lived about like, I lived a 20 minute walk from, from my campus. And so I'd have to do that walk. And I do that same walk every single day um, to get there. And like, it was boring and in the winter it was cold and I didn't like doing it. And probably like if I had lived right above like the studio where I worked, then that would have been better for me. Um, but there's something about like having to do that walk that gives me a sense of place and like a sense of, um, I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. Do you, do you know what I mean? Am I, am I crazy? I <laughs> I I do get what you mean. Like there there's a there's a sense of comfort and familiarity and repetition. Like mm -hmm. the, you know, I feel like uh like for the reasons you were describing, like there are a bunch of older games that I like going back to where it's almost like I can just be like, "Ah, there are no surprises. Like I I know what I'm mm -hmm. getting. I know what mm -hmm. I'm doing." Like it's just kind of like a, a little chunk of time that you enjoy revisiting. Yeah. Um I that being said, as far as, like, just the general design of Super Mario Odyssey goes, um, like, th there is definitely still room for that. Like, um, I mean, you could, you could arbitrarily, uh, you know, impose that if you just warped back to, uh, uh, your ship every time that you got a move or something. <laughs> sure, you could do that, Which, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, obviously it's really silly, but, um, I feel like, uh, if anything, I'm actually, I become more, like, familiar with the worlds of Odyssey via a normal playthrough than I did even in, like, Sunshine or 64. And it's because you're you're having to comb through the environments a lot more thoroughly instead of having a pretty clear cut, like, here's where you are and here's where you need to be in general. Um, and then, like, there were example or there were things like red coin missions and things where uh, you would just kind of, like traverse a large area but in general it was more of i think like an a to a b kind of thing mm -hmm. uh whereas in odyssey it's like it really does just feel like here is a giant sandbox now really thoroughly explore it and i like i feel like you still get that sense of environmental uh familiarity just like at least if you're going for a hundred percent um mm -hmm. like when you're done you're going to be pretty intimately familiar with those environments you you will not be asking to explore those environments further. <laughs> you you know what I think it is. I I just I just thought of this. Like, um, there's something. You, you ever uh, <laughs> okay? You ever been in like an RPG or something, and an NPC tells you specifically like what you should not do or where you should not go, and it's like you need to go. Like, you want to see the king? Like, take the third door on the right. And don't go into any of the other doors. You ever like immediately gone to all of the other doors just because someone told you, just because the NPC told you that you shouldn't go to them? Sure. So I think with, I th this is especially true in Sunshine because that game has a lot more like people hanging around. The worlds in 64 are just like these painting worlds. There's not really like people to talk to. But in Sunshine, 
I love it because there's just like piantas hanging out or like noki people just like chilling on the beach. And like when you go into a level and you see the goal, like the, the, the star has a name, like all the, all the shines have names. So it's, so it's like, you know, it's like the watermelon festival. Um, and you know that the, like the crux of this level is going to take place over on the other side of gelato beach where the big watermelon uh, smoothie making places. Right. So like, you know, that going in and then like what I liked to do, especially when I was really young, um, is like immediately go anywhere, but there and like go up all the way to the top of the hill or something like that, uh, where there's no like pertinent level stuff happening. And because the levels are structured in a way that there's only one goal in any given like episode, um, like there is, I'm trying to put this feeling into words, but like there is a satisfaction that I got from not following the instructions or like sure. feeling, feeling like I wasn't following the instructions. Like, like I got a little giddy sense of like, I'm not doing what they want me to do. <laughs> uh, and, and that's not like, it wasn't like I hated it. I, I enjoyed doing I enjoyed following the instructions too because the game's <laughs> really fun. But there's something that I got out of like um like getting away from where the game wanted me to go and like being anywhere else. And so the, sure. like the thing about Odyssey is you can't get away from it because like <laughs> you know, like I just got to the beach level. Uh so there's that there's that dang octopus who's drinking up all the soda water. Uh and it's pretty clear like you got to stop that so- octopus. So like what do I do immediately of course is like run to the corner of the level and just see like where the where the boundaries are uh but of course like there's a moon over there like ah <laughs> get away from me moon like I, I didn't want to make progress i was deliberately avoiding making progress i wanted to procrastinate but you were making it too easy for me to progress through your game <laughs> which is again it's not a bad thing like it's so it's so smart like it's so smart that like the game encourages you poking around in it and i love doing it and it's it's fun to do but there's there is something about um like being able to get away from that that I can't really get away from in Odyssey because there's like there's too much stuff everywhere. <laughs> there's too many opportunities for me to better myself. <laughs> and and just to get back to what we were talking about before I like uh but when you were talking about the the uh the seed, um I think like I was in the water level, I was in the, the ocean level. And I found the seed. I, I knew where the um, the pots were. I found the pots on top of the building, and I was like, oh, "Okay, cool. I have to find seeds for this." And I, you know, I was like uh, paddling around in the water, um, and I found a seed on like a rock on the opposite side of the level, and I picked it up, and I was just like, "Yeah." I jumped into the water, and I just started paddling, and it was, it was just like it was about one minute of me paddling through the water without incident, and I, <laughs> and like I loved it. I was like, "This is great. I'm gonna." <laughs> I'm going to put this seed in that pot and the plant's going to grow later. <laughs> and it's like, I t- I'm, I'm right there with you that like, that's kind of like if, if the goal is to just collect the seed and then arbitrarily take it a, like a set distance and then wait a, like an arbitrary amount of time before a moon pops out, why not just have the seed be a moon and then skip all, all the middleman? Like that makes perfect sense. I totally understand. But there were, yeah, there was something about like, I picked up that seed and I was like, yes, now I get to. Now I get to just paddle. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. And, um, and one, okay, one one last thing. Actually, no, not one last thing. You you go, you go. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's, there's a lot to there's a lot to talk about. <laughs> there is indeed. 
do you want to talk uh, about said things after a quick break? Yes. Okay. We're going to take a break, and then we're going to be right back with more Super Mario Odyssey. Alrighty. Till then, everybody. Guess who's back? It's us. We're back. Hello. Joey and Kieran. Back. That's me. I'm Joey and Kieran, and this is my friend. Neither of them. You mean whores? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, you were going to say something about a video game called Super Mario Odyssey. <laughs> that I was. Um, okay, so you, you, my friend, are somebody who likes to enjoy their games uh, very differently than a lot of people, I, I feel. <laughs> that, that sounds like a like a veiled insult i promise it's not uh it's it's a blatant one uh you're weird no uh you're different <laughs> um yeah but uh no i mean i i guess that's kind of like i that is something that i like about mario odyssey is that the structure of it is really really smart because there are Again, like you need something like 130 moons to get to the end, and I I don't know the exact number, but um like the quote unquote end, like where you you know mm-hmm. beat the game, whatever. Um, and again, there are something like 883 moons in the game, so uh, it's like there are the the moons wildly vary in difficulty. Some of them are literally just is that spot glowing? Did you pound it? Excellently done. <laughs> Some of them are just it is there. Just touch yeah, it. it. Like doesn't get there. Yeah, and then some of them are hidden behind like complicated puzzles or platforming segments or something. And uh, it it really is like just about anybody I feel like can pick up this game and comfortably get to the end without like a great deal of issue. Mm-hmm. Um. But if you're a completionist, then you're going to find a lot more, like, a lot more meat and a lot more, uh, like, just difficulty kind of hanging yeah, one, around for you. One thing I'm excited about is I did the Lake Kingdom, and that's, like, a smaller, smaller in, like, physical size level. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I basically, like, ran around and grabbed all of the moons that I could see and, like, did everything that was apparent for me to do. And then I, like, checked the totals, and I'm like maybe half of the moons in the level I've collected. So that was really cool because I was like, okay, there's still some there's still some tricks that are left to be um, to be revealed to me. Because I, yes. was, I was afraid that it was going to be, yeah, like the, there are so many moons that sometimes I feel like they're, they're a little inconsequential. Like I don't um, I was comparing it to like scoring a point in soccer versus like scoring, like making a basket in basketball where it's like there are so many baskets that you can't really get that excited about any individual one. Because sure. like when I when I got a star in Sunshine or a Shine and star in sixty four Shine and Odyssey, no star in <laughs> when I you know what I mean. When I got one of those in one of those games, it was like a relatively big deal because there's only like six or eight of them in the whole level. Yeah. Uh, when you get get a moon in Odyssey, it's like I don't even like. It's just like okay, there it is. Next uh-huh. one. Like it's hard. It's hard to get excited about them in the same way that you get excited about them in uh, in in the in the other games. Sure, um, I don't know if I even like let go of the analog stick when I get the moon. Sometimes right, like, just right. keep running. Just keep you're, running. you're already thinking about where the next one is. Uh, and again, that's not inherently bad. Yeah, uh, it's different. Um, and yeah, so 
what you were saying I think is totally true and it's also also I wanted to say that um I bring my switch with me to work now and I and I plan my lunch break and I used to I didn't do that with uh with Breath of the Wild because I always felt like there wasn't enough time for me like I take 30 minute breaks so like for Breath of the Wild that's like an infuriatingly small amount of time because um that game is I think the like chunk you're supposed to play that game for is larger yeah I think that you should not you should, but like like I think that game rewards you playing for like an hour or more at a time, uh, mm-hmm. because you really get to like dig your teeth in, dig your teeth in, dig your claws in, and like uh, like immerse yourself or whatever. Uh, what's cool about Odyssey is that you are like never more than forty five seconds away from a moon, <laughs> so you I like I can boot it up, I can like eat my meal, which takes like ten minutes, and then like boot up the game, which takes like a minute, and then like still managed to get like four or five moons before my break is over which is cool because it's like ah I'm, I'm making progress I'm always making progress it is yeah. impossible to not make progress in Super Mario Odyssey <laughs> yeah it's a it is a pretty slamming game although something you just said actually reminded me of one more complaint I do have with the game mm-hmm. um, and again there's a whole bunch I feel really really uh, positively about that I'm that I haven't brought up yet so please don't think that I'm, you know, feeling negatively towards the game. It's one of my favorite Mario games, which is arguably my favorite franchise. So, <laughs> yeah, I fucking loved it. Um, but uh, something that does bother me is uh, the implementation of motion controls. In, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, in a couple of instances. Like, it, it's just kind of generally frustrating because I, I usually play with a pro controller. And it's like, I don't want to fucking wiggle this thing. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. And, like, with the Joy-Con... Uh, it, it's okay, but it's it just doesn't feel that great. But my biggest it, issue by far is yeah. when you're playing it in handheld mode, one of the two primary yes. ways in which the Switch is built for yes. use. And yes. <laughs> it's like, no, like, they didn't think this through at all. Like, you can't fucking shake your entire Switch to, like... <laughs> it feels terrible. I, um, I play my Switch in handheld mode probably 80% of the time. And yeah, it's like... Just shake your entire TV if you want to go. If you want to climb this pole faster, like no, no thanks. I'll just climb the pole at a normal speed. Yeah. <laughs> but then like you 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 be the, you uh, turn to a cheap cheap, and then you have to shake the controller to attack. And it's like oh okay, I guess I just can't attack as this character because I don't want to violently shake the screen that I'm trying to see. Yeah, and uh, there there's not a whole lot. Like there's barely any content in the game that absolutely demands that you use these motion controls. Like. There's, like, a moon in the Cap Kingdom where uh, you have to be a frog and um, you have to do the high jump. jump. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I I think there might be a few others. But in general, it's not something that's absolutely necessary, but it is definitely something, like, they're pretty helpful moves a lot of the time. And it's just frustrating that they, a lot of them don't have corresponding button presses. It's, It's frustrating, too, because there's more, there are plenty of buttons on the console. Yeah. That that it could that they could have been mapped to, Y mm-hmm. and B do the Y and X do the same thing and B and A do the same thing, and it's yeah. really frustrating that there wasn't at least an option. And it's you know what actually is the most frustrating thing is um, if you go to the options menu under camera control, yeah, there's an option for turning the motion controls off. And I immediately when it was like shake the waggle the thing to do a high jump, I was like okay maybe there's a way to turn this off. And I went to that menu and had that. Did you have the same thing that, that like that small heartbreak where you were like, oh, you can turn it off, turn it off, and then like, wait, it's still happening. Oh, 
I didn't read it well enough. It was just for I, camera controls. Yeah, I read about somebody else having that heartbreak before. <laughs> like, I, I was susceptible to it myself. Perhaps, perhaps heartbreak is a little too strong a word. But yeah, it's... Uh, it's it sucks because uh, the Zelda didn't have any of that. Like the motion controls in Zelda are really nice, and I oh yeah, I very frequently will aim my bow or the camera with the motion controls. Like I'll do the fine the fine tuning with the motion controls, and it works really well. Absolutely, uh, like it feels great in Zelda. It just feels um, like not childish, but it's like you can do really nice things with really fine adjustment with this controller you don't have to just violently shake it yeah <laughs> like that, i guess it's that's not a compelling that, way to interact <laughs> yeah i'm not saying that motion controls have no place in uh like switch games in which you play uh with a handheld but it's like again like zelda and even splatoon and stuff like using it for aiming is fine using it for like little things if you have to like turn something gently that's mm. fine but i guess that's the main thing is like the developers have to bear in mind that this is something that you're using as a screen and as a controller and with mario odyssey it feels like it almost feels like uh the dev team was bitter about the fact that people might have the gall to try to use it as a handheld so <laughs> they decided to like map a lot of really useful functions to motion controls in a way that is just not at all like D does that uh, message about um playing it with the detached controllers does that ever go away when you boot it up i don't know i've only booted it up once because i haven't restarted my switch <laughs> since because <laughs> um it's it's it sucks because i like again like i play it at work i play it i've played it on the bus before and like i i start Mar I, I launch mario odyssey and it's like you know what you should do Try it with the detached motion controllers. Like, like maybe prop your Switch up using the kickstand or something. And I, I want to just, like, tell this, my Switch, like, hey, I'm on a bus right now. That's not, that's not a realistic option for me. Like, I really wish that, like, I know. I'm aware that that's a way to play it. Thank sure. you for telling me. You could have told me once. But, like, yeah, like, at a certain point, it's like, I am not able to play this way. Please stop telling me to. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh... It's definitely silly. Um, that being said, the detached Joy-Con do feel really good. Like it's yeah, I, I finally tried it out because I thought, like, maybe if I do it once, it'll stop showing me this message. And, so, and I have not launched the game since then, so I guess that remains to be seen. But yeah, I, I, I remember when uh, I first got my Switch, I think I told you that I didn't like the way that the detached controllers felt. Yeah. Um, and I've come around on it. I think it feels okay. It's not, like... I'm not itching to play every game with detached controllers like that, but I played sure. it last night. I played Odyssey with the detached controllers last night, uh, and it felt fine. It was okay. Yeah. I, uh, I think that is the most comfortable way to use the Joy-Con. Like, oh, really? I would still say that putting them in the little sleeve to make it a regular controller is more comfortable. It's interesting. I, I just kind of like them detached. I mean, it's, it's cool that we have the option. Like, mm -hmm. uh... <laughs> Yeah, I feel like a shill at this point, but... Um, <laughs> you know what? Uh, I, there's something else that I miss about Odyssey. Yes? Um, so Odyssey's theme, I guess, in a way, is like tourism. Yeah. You're sort of... You're, you're hopping from place to place, and you're getting little uh, souvenirs, um, and there may be some things to be said about <laughs> Mario's, like, 
unintentional and and like totally well-intentioned uh, appropriation of the various cultures that he visits uh but uh i get why this is not in the game but what i'm really missing that was in uh, 64 and sunshine as well is the hub world and yeah. it's not like it's it's again it's this like it's this feeling that i've been having this entire episode that's kind of hard for me to put my finger on but like I want to be somewhere when I'm not anywhere else. Like, I want to return to a place where I don't have to be in a space where there's, like, not pressure, but, like, there's the option to, like... There's there's always so many collectibles that are just out of my reach if I just go and look for them, and I want to get away from all of that. <laughs> I guess <laughs> Super Mario Odyssey is a, is a game about about not being home as a game about like going on a tour of various different places but maybe like something that I've discovered is that being able to return home is really important for me in games in yeah. this in, in this type of game anyway and so yeah I, I kind of feel I don't know maybe homesick is the right word maybe that's the word I've been looking for this whole episode is like I've been on my odyssey for a while now and I wish that I could go home somewhere Sometimes I just go into the, like every time I go into the um, into the Odyssey into the airship to like change my clothes, I'll usually hop on that uh, chair and just like chill for a minute, <laughs> just because it's like it's that the tea is always piping hot, and there's never any music or anything. You just get to chill with Cappy, and the the lighting inside the Odyssey is always really nice. It's like kind of washed out and and like desaturated, in a good way. Um, yeah, but, but that's the only home you get to you get to like experience, and like I miss Delfino Plaza. I I definitely I, get that. Yeah, like I when I think of playing uh, sixty four and especially Sunshine, I think of spending time in the hub because uh, my favorite thing to do in both of those games is just to move around mm. and. I love just aimlessly jumping around the hub worlds because it's mm -hmm. like, hey, there are no, like, or at least for the vast majority of both areas, there are no enemies. There's no, like, I know there's nothing I really have to do. It's just sort of a place to unwind for a, a minute or two in between. Uh, yeah, and it's also uh, where you always start in both of those games. Mm -hmm. No matter how many stars you've gotten in 64, when you launch the game, you're going to start in that castle courtyard with the birds chirping and like the sound of the waterfall in the distance. And there's something important about that to me too, because when I, when I launch Odyssey, I start at the last goal flag that I, that I hit. So I'll just be like somewhere in the middle of a level. And it's, again, it's weird. It's like, I guess it's like being on vacation, right? And you wake up and you're, you, when you, your eyes are first opening and you're still groggy, you're like, Oh, I'm, I'm home. I'm back in my, in my bed at home. And then your eyes adjust to the light and you realize that, no, you're not home. You're somewhere else. And there's like that, that feeling of weird uncertainty. Yeah. I think, I think I'm, I think I'm getting, I think I'm finally like getting to the bottom of how I feel about Super Mario Odyssey, which is that it makes me feel a little bit homesick. I, I can get that. Yeah. Um, it, can I can I speak in praise of the of the GameCube controller for a second? I just <laughs> there's because the spin jump is in Sunshine and it's also in Odyssey, um, and the GameCube controller has an octagonal gating on the on the control stick, which means when you rotate the stick around, it naturally like finds those little notches, and the spin jump felt so good in Sunshine because as you jam the stick into each of those eight like octagonal gates you hear that like little plastic like 
So like when you do a spin jump, it's accompanied by the sound of your own control stick going, and then you, you mean... jump. Yeah. Uh, 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 I love that sound. <laughs> the switch doesn't have any gating. It's just like a circular thing on the on the controller. So it's it's whisper quiet when you do a spin jump. How dare <laughs> but they? I, but but I miss it. <laughs> one more one more time, please. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um so you so you beat the game. Yes. And you were going to talk a little bit about what happens at the end? Or yeah, not like what happens um, at the end, but like Yeah, just like the the vague idea of so when you beat uh Mario 64, it's like how many stars have you gotten? 70? It's like that's yeah, barely over. Yeah, it's like barely it's over half. halfway through the game. Yeah. Um, and uh, Odyssey is like that to the extreme. <laughs> it's like, again, you only are you, need are like... Are you serious that you only need 130? Because I think I have 120 right now. I, I think you only need a little over 100. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, let me look so it I up right now. I can just beat the game right now. Uh, let's see. How many moons? That's beautiful, John. Um... How many moons until my love returns to thee? Let How many moons does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll center of a Tootsie Pop? Enough. Um, man, okay. Yeah, Um. you only need 124. <laughs> I have that. <laughs> <laughs> I, guess, I guess I'll go beat Super Mario Odyssey today. <laughs> That being said, it's like it's 124 if you get the bare minimum per area because even yeah. if you got like 30 more than you needed to, let's say in the Sand Kingdom, when you get to the next level, it'll always be like you need 18 moons here. Oh really? Thing. I didn't. Yeah. I never. I kind of had that in the back of my mind. Like, are they are they actually keeping track or no? Because I feel like I got a lot, but that's that's kind of silly. That's fine. Yeah, like <laughs> they want you to play the game. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say otherwise it'd be like. Fuck New Donk City, and you like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, so there, there's a butt ton of moons to find, and uh, the thing is like, not like a bunch of those moons only open up during the post game, um, mm -hmm. so it's like after you beat the boss, it's like, hey, you should go back to every level because there's now like twice as much stuff to do, and it's uh. It's really neat. <laughs> there's, Do you ever there's get a... any control over the time of day of the levels? Because it's um, really cool how, uh, like, you you do the first chunk of level in Toast Arena or whatever, and then it's nighttime the next time you come back there. I want, yeah. like, a light switch for the world. <laughs> I, Truth be told, I don't know. Yeah, I, I just don't know yet. If there is, I cool haven't in, found uh, it. Yeah, because it was cool in... Um, level is it pianta village in super mario sunshine each episode alternates between day and night so mm -hmm. you can always like if you like exploring pianta village during the day then you just do the even numbered levels and if you like during nighttime then you do the odd numbered levels that's really cool, cool how you had that. that yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean it changes almost nothing but it was just a neat a neat touch <laughs> yeah um I, I i do know that there are certain missions within the game where it's like, no, this only takes place at night. Like, you'll go to a certain area in New Donk City, and then it'll just be pouring rain. 
yeah. it's like okay cool um yeah but uh i i want to talk a little bit more about this game and some like i want to get into a, a little bit more specifics like okay. um or things that are a little bit more specific things yeah, like we haven't really talked about well i mean i don't know what is there to say yeah okay go ahead yeah go. I, I guess like let's just break down a couple of the basic areas so what do you think of the visuals uh it's really pretty um yeah. the main like uh i definitely feel like the more whimsical more mario environments look a lot better than oh the ones yeah that aren't. <laughs> i always like uh you ever see footage for a 3ds game that's like blown way up on screen <laughs> or like a, a single screenshot maybe of, of, of like a 3ds game and you're like ooh, that looks ugly but then, like, you play the actual game, it's like, oh, okay, this just... The 3DS doesn't photograph well. This looks fine when it's in motion. I kind of had that feeling, especially about the anatomically proportional humans in New Donk City. Yeah. Before the game came out, I was always like, you know, it's like, ah, it looks like Sonic 06, so it looks like garbage, whatever. Um, but in the back of my head, I was like, it's probably going to look fine in the actual game. I don't really think it looks that good. <laughs> yeah, um... It was a very... In- like, so the... The biggest difference between this Mario game and some other Mario games visually is the drastically different art direction, um, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And, uh, again, like, the whole idea is to make you feel like you are, like, a traveler in a foreign land sort of mm-hmm. thing. And I think it captures that really well because Mario almost never feels like he fits wherever he is. Yeah. It's like he always seems kind of out of place and like the environments like i feel like i've built up this idea of what mario is and what it looks like in my head over you know like decades of installments and Mm -hmm. then you know i pick this up and there's a photo real t-rex and i like i i have trouble almost comprehending it um it i will say it was like it really well accomplishes in my opinion uh especially at points i don't want to talk about too much of stuff that happens later in the game but they're like little one-off boss fights and stuff that feel like they're from like bayonetta or something like really really (laughs) weird kind of stuff um and uh it's like it does a really really good job of just completely shattering like what i think a mario game is it's like oh but this looks weird and like it it filled me with this kind of childlike sense of wonder and it it was because like i feel like when i was a kid i didn't have like many expectations for things so everything was surprising when i played a game Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. now it's like i've played hundreds and hundreds of games so i'm very rarely surprised but it's like here visually stuff was really really surprising me um that being said a lot of the times like it this game does what Super Smash Bros. Brawl and Twilight Princess before it did, where they tried a, a really, like, they tried an art direction that um, focused on a lot of high-detail texture work on hardware that debatably can't really support that. So, <laughs> uh, like, my thought is, like, the Wooded Kingdom, um, mm-hmm. which is one of the first areas you go in the game. Like, the grass texture on the ground is like distractingly kind of gross and oh really I, I i did a lot in that level and i never once noticed the grass <laughs> i'll have to look um, at the grass next time i go back there <laughs> yeah and again like that's obviously just my opinion it might look fine to other people um mm. with without taste but um <laughs> 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 um yeah but uh 
it's like Mario's animation all looks great. Uh, and like a lot of the the effects in particular are gorgeous uh, a lot of the time. The lighting's really nice a lot of the time too. Uh, it's just, I feel like some of the art direction stuff pushes the Switch hardware in maybe directions it's not particularly well suited to. Because when you think of the Nintendo games that look the best, they're games that take advantage of the fact that some of the hardware might be weaker than the competitors. So they have a really stylized art direction and uh mario is absolutely primed for that but instead they went in a drastically different direction which is more inventive uh but it also i think uh i do not think this game is going to visually age well because there are elements of it right now that look like they are already pretty visually dated um (laughs) yeah I, i i think it's just like what you said they uh they, I think it, it can be both, right? Like, they accomplish their goal of making you feel like a stranger in a series of strange lands, and also they, it, the, the lack of consistency in the visuals uh, is off-putting. And it makes me wish that I was... Like, Super Mario Sunshine has this wonderful sense of place and sense of consistency because it's, it all takes place on different locations on the same, like, tropical island. So you, like, everything gels together really nicely in Sunshine. And it feels like you're playing a series of, like, ten different Mario games that are each set in these, like, wildly different and, like, not always totally successful visual styles. It seems like a different a different creative director had the helm for each of the worlds, each of the kingdoms. And yeah. again, like... They, that's like mission accomplished. Like I am a tourist and I'm and I'm going through these strange worlds that I don't understand. Totally nail it. Uh, but also like, not weird, weird and off-putting. A <laughs> <laughs> little bit. Um, something else that I think uh, ties into the presentation and the the soundtrack is also phenomenal. By the way, uh, mm. at least in my opinion, it's it's all fully orchestrated. There's some vocals in there. It's it's really beautiful. It's catchy stuff. Um, but uh, one other element that kind of ties into the presentation uh, that I don't know that I've ever really felt compelled to bring up alongside a game's presentation before is the rumble. Um, and, uh, <laughs> like, this game uses Nintendo's stupid-sounding HD rumble really, <laughs> really well. Um, like, it, it'll use it in really subtle ways, and just, like, it, it, it weirdly, like, it adds another layer to the presentation. And the thing I always think about... Uh, is uh, that level that you were talking about, the, uh, the beachside level uh, where the ocean is carbonated. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know if you noticed this, but when you jump into the water, um, it like you feel the fact that the water is carbonated in the rumble. Oh, and really? I, haven't, yeah. I hadn't noticed it. No, you need to check it out. It's really, really neat and super impressive. And um, yeah, like they, they do stuff like that all throughout the game. Um, like the I I feel like it, the, the rumble just like scales really well when you get near far away something and it's like when you're holding the uh Joy-Con uh like split it has like stereo rumble so it's like something will start in the left and kind of move to the right and stuff. Oh and wow! Yeah, yeah, like I, they I missed out on all this. They they put a lot of thought into uh just like the tactile response of the rumble and it. Yeah. Like, uh, for lack of a better word, it feels immersive. Like it, like it, it helps ground that world, and yeah. uh, like I feel like it's a like another leg of the presentation. The same way the sound design and the 
like mm-hmm. the visual design are and that's super impressive to me maybe maybe in like two or three years there'll be like uh that'll be like a job description is like uh, what's what did you work on for um you know for the new zell it's like oh i'm the i'm the lead rumble designer yeah honestly <laughs> it's uh if things keep going this way like i wouldn't be surprised at all because it like i i have been sold on like again the fact that this can be like a really compelling part of a game's world and presentation so uh I yeah mean, it's hard good, to good it's hard to um uh, uh like rumble became so ubiquitous in video games like I remember going to a friend's house and like playing Star Fox 64 with a rumble pack and it being like, whoa. And now it's like, <laughs> it's easy for me to forget that rumble even exists when I'm playing like a, like a more modern game. Cause it's just like, it's just a given. Like when you, when an explosion happens on screen, your, your uh, controller will shake. You don't really even notice it. Uh, kind of in the same way that you like, have you heard that, um, that saying about sound designers is like, the sound designer's job is to make everyone forget that the sound designer exists. Yep. Because you just you just like insert it so seamlessly into the product that uh, it's it's like you can't imagine it without it. Yeah. And maybe we'll get there with maybe we'll get there with Rumble one day. Huh. <laughs> Honestly, like I, I think yeah I think a lot of people were sleeping on the HD Rumble when it came out. Like, okay, another stupid Nintendo thing. Mm-hmm. It's cool to hear someone be like, "This is this is neat." <laughs> yeah, like it it positively impacted a game without being like a gimmicky focus of the game yeah um and uh so yeah it's i i am all for it um trying to think if uh so you uh you you finished the game do you think you're gonna play more of it do you think you want to get all the moons Uh, i'm sorry can you say that again you you beat the game um do you think you're gonna keep playing it for a while longer or are you kind of done no, I. I'm, Do you want to get all the moons? Uh, I'm planning on 100%ing it, yeah. Okay. And uh, so I've been doing that up through like the first three worlds or so so far. Is that how you're doing it? You're just taking it one world at a time, getting everything, and then moving on. Yeah. And uh, there are, again, there are some moons that um, like there there are way too many moons in this game, <laughs> <laughs> and uh. Uh, some of them are just like hidden in silly ways that are like why is that even there and others are hidden in the most bafflingly obtuse ways that just like uh i will say this game uh has some really really excellent hint systems uh where it's like there's a bird that will just give you the super mario 64 style like title for the mission that will unlock that moon like like the blah 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 yeah i was like what the hell are you doing um yeah so it's like uh you know the moon's like there's just a list of them that are without any titles if you talk to this bird he'll be like you're missing one that's called hunt through the sand it's like okay real helpful in the sand kingdom thanks and um (laughs) then there's a toad that you can talk to and he's like if you pay me 50 coins i'll point out exactly where it is and then you can do that and uh so it, it's like th- th- there's a really good uh hint system in place and I haven't, some of these I haven't paid blue toad yet to show me is that because I, I was worried that it would be just like a that it would like spoil some of the game for me because like oh i could find it on my own but are they ones that you maybe should pay the toad for because you're not going to find them on your own at least for me yeah like because some of them uh like just aren't telegraphed in any way at all like um okay. 
there so two of them that i just could not find and like when the toad told me i didn't have that feeling of like oh how stupid of me i was like oh how stupid (laughs) (laughs) uh there's one in the cap kingdom after you like beat the game and stuff where uh there are a bunch of ships flying all around and you have Mm. to get in that like binoculars thing and you have to look up at the moon and one of the ships is a taxi and if you look at it then a little moon flies out of it and comes to you and it is like 40 miles away and like three pixels tall and (laughs) why would you ever do that um (laughs) and uh the other one that really bothered me was um there was a uh a segment in the sand kingdom where you take uh control of these little things called moais where um you can put on sunglasses to figure out or like to see invisible things yeah and um stones of truth yes i was about to say <laughs> um yeah so you're you're going ahead and you're doing that and uh there's like some purple poison liquid uh underneath you and there are uh, a couple of poison signs around. And these poison signs are everywhere to just let you know, like, hey, don't jump in this liquid. And mm. there's nothing weird about the sign. There's no glow to it. There's nothing. But you're supposed to figure out that you have to throw your hat at this sign and keep your finger on the button for a few seconds, and then a moon will pop out. And <laughs> it, like, usually stuff like that in the game, there'll be some kind of little glow or something. Yeah. Um, mm. But there's like there's stuff like that that just i don't feel like uh like something was cleverly hidden i just feel like i feel like i would hate to know you during easter because i'm sure your house (laughs) just smells for fucking years (laughs) it's it sounds very um like nes like it sounds very old school cryptic uh, it sounds like Simon's Quest really where you have to like, hold the red crystal and crouch at the wall. Yeah, and uh, th- there's a lot of stuff that's super unintuitive. Like, uh, in the Wooded Kingdom, um, you start off and you're like in this kind of encapsulated little area with a low wall. And mm. then you look down and there's a pit. And it's like, hey, just jump in that pit. Just do it. <laughs> and when you jump down, just jump off the edge at any given point. You're in a completely different area of the level. And the only way you can get there is by just jumping to your death. And <laughs> then you don't die. You end up in a secret place. And um, th- there's something else like that in uh, the Sand Kingdom, too. There's a giant sand funnel uh, that uh, is clearly an obstacle. But if you just let yourself fall to the bottom, then there's a secret area down there. And oh, yeah, I did that. Yeah. I, I'm all for, again, like, hiding things cleverly. But it... It just seems silly because there have been countless times in this game that I've just thrown myself off a cliff being like, probably not, but I just don't know. And that doesn't feel like, again, intelligently hidden or compelling. That feels like they're they're kind of like fucking with the rules. And it's like, that can be compelling if you if you have a good reason for it or if you're doing it intelligently, but this feels a little haphazard sometimes. What, I'll, one bottomless pit secretly being a warp to another zone is a neat idea, but I think that they needed to understand that once you set that up, players are going to throw themselves into every single bottomless pit because, like, I have to make sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which like, is like, but dying in this game is no trouble at all. It just takes, yeah. what, 10 coins from you, so that's fine. 
But it's also, yeah, it's a little silly where it's like, gotta kill Mario again. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like literally a single coin could have fixed that. Just like one coin in a place like down there. It's like, hey, I want that coin. I'll bet there's an invisible platform. Yeah. And you jump and you just fall to your death. You're like, what the fuck? And then you don't actually die. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Um, and I understand they're like, no, 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 we want it to be hidden. It's like, yes, but if you just hide something with no indication at all as to where it is in like these massive sprawling levels like it again it's i i feel like they are really really good at towing that line between cleverly hidden and like like stupidly cryptic but mm-hmm. they definitely fall on the wrong side of it every now and again yeah, and maybe like maybe this is a good segue into like the conclusion of our conversation, which is that it sounds like Super Mario Odyssey is a big old game with a ton to do and a game that really wants you to to love it and wants you to like pick it apart and figure it out and and explore. And maybe just like one consequence of making a big big wide far-reaching experience as opposed to like a tiny little focused experience is that there's like there's some there's some fat there's some fat around the edges that could have been trimmed um but like i can't fault them for wanting to just make like a big thing and regardless like i have we we both have our issues with it but i think that i'm so happy that this is a video game oh yeah that exists and i'm happy that it came out in 2017 um i'm happy that I'm happy that it seems like there is a market for this type of game because this I think is my favorite type of game um and I don't know if they if they made Odyssey 2 I would probably pick it up immediately and start playing oh yeah me too (laughs) um and I I do feel like uh it it almost feels like so many of the positives are so readily apparent and obvious that it's almost not worth talking about them so yeah absolutely i i do feel like i've done a really terrible job of uh like giving my impression of how i actually feel about this game because i adore this game not at all yeah yeah like this this is a really good video game and it's not Uh, yeah it's it's not our job to like we're we're not giving it a scored review right like i the reason why i like doing the show with you joey is that we're able to just kind of like candidly explore our feelings yeah uh, even if they're not like fully baked like Thank you for for giving me the time to like work through what I was feeling about Odyssey. Because I think I I think I understand myself a little bit better now. I'm glad. Um, and yeah, like like this. Yeah, like we don't we don't have to we don't know nothing to nobody, Joey. That that is true. I mean, that being said, uh, if you're debating, if you own a Switch and you're debating whether or not to buy Super Mario Odyssey, uh, d- do it. <laughs> it's. It's about as good as platformers get. It is pretty <laughs> wonderful. And mm-hmm. uh, it, again, like it's, it's easily one of my favorite games of the year. And uh, it's something that I, like, I fully expect people to be fondly talking about 5, 10, 15 years from now. Like, I, I think this game is going to go down as a pretty, a pretty big Mario game. It's like... Uh, there are games like 3D World and Sunshine that have their staunch defenders, and then there are games like 64 and Galaxy that are more like, no, that's just universally considered a classic. <laughs> I think this is going to fall into that category. Mm-hmm. 
for sure. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, uh, I think that's a pretty good place to wrap it up. You feeling good? Or did you want to give your final thoughts? Uh, no, I mean, that's, those are my final thoughts. Okay. Yes. (laughs) It's, it's a, it's a great game that makes me feel homesick. (laughs) No. (laughs) And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes it's good to feel a little, a little twinge of, of homesickness. Yeah. It, uh, (laughs) reminds you that, uh, you know, home wasn't all, uh, all terrible. It wasn't all bad. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, yes. Uh, if you want to send us, uh, an email and, uh, ask us anything or, uh, just kind of get us, um, some recommendations, anything along those lines, uh, you can email us at Joey and Kieran late to the game at gmail.com. Kieran spelled K I E R A N. And, uh, we would love to hear from you. And also understand this is a little bit, again, shill E, but, uh, if you guys like the podcast, just leaving us a review on iTunes would be super helpful because, uh, mm-hmm. we would, we would like to, uh, expand the audience and, uh, I feel like, uh, some, some good reviews would go a long way towards doing that. So, uh, if, if you got the time to do that, that'd be wonderful. Thanks. Um, Kieran, anything else you want to say? Yeah, no, uh, I, uh, reviews are great. Uh, please send us a, we, we want to start engaging. Uh, so yeah, please do that. That'd be awesome. And, uh, yeah, I guess we will wrap things up. My name is Kieran McCarthy. That over there is Joey Nasser, and this has been Late to the Game. Yep. Till next time, everybody. Bye.